You want them to really gavel out. Yes. Well, I don't. I mean, okay. So hear me out here. So, you know, maybe ramp it up a little bit. Bring in one of those wooden fish. Right? <laughs> no. Now, who's on that? <laughs> well, I'd be boss, maybe. Could be doing that, right? Or if not that, maybe a washboard. This is all in the gaveling out today. Yeah, can you see Voss doing that? <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming up on 612 this Wednesday morning, Wisconsin's Morning News. We mentioned in the top of the news... Today is the special session day in the Wisconsin State Legislature. Yeah, big day today. <laughs> it is not. It's not a big day, because we've seen this movie before. Yeah, multiple times. It's kind of anticlimactic. So what we expect to happen is, and Governor Tony Evers, as, as any governor has authority in Wisconsin, can call a special session of the legislature. He can compel the legislature to come together, right. and he can give you a menu of things he'd like them to work on. They don't have to do that. But they do have to hold the session. And this is how it's going to sound. <laughs> what was that, the gavel? <laughs> There's your gavel hit. Maybe, maybe two hits, right? There it is. Okay, we have, and they have to gavel, yeah. gavel in the session. Mm-hmm. Now, what has happened in the past is then they immediately gavel out of the session. They don't address any of the things that the governor, this large menu of things he would like them to take up. They don't do any of that. Nope. They honor their constitutional responsibility. They hold the session. They gavel in. Then they gavel out. Yep, they held the session. Yeah. Which I see blame on both sides of this. Again, this comes from a dysfunction in our state government right now where you have our legislative leadership and the governor of the state who can't be in the same room together and hammer some things out. So he, he has legislative priorities. He has things that he thinks need to happen to move the state forward. He sends it on over to the legislature. They don't do any of those things. So a little bit on them. On the flip side, this is clearly not how Robin Voss and the state assembly and Devin Lemahieu and the state senate want to do business nope, in their chambers. Nope, nope. He knows that. He keeps doing this. Send it down. Well, we're all to call a special session, but he knows what the outcome is going to be. They're just going to end it. I just wish, you know, regardless of where you fall on the issue, I just wish today had a little bit just more oomph to it. You want you a little know? something else well, yes. to happen? Yeah, not just, ooh, here's one gavel hit. Or maybe, you know, two hits. Like, I don't know. Make it count. You, like, want them to, no. you want them to really gavel out? Yes. Well, I don't. I mean, okay. So hear me out here. So, you know, maybe ramp it up a little bit. Bring in one of those wooden fish, right? <laughs> no. Now who's on that? <laughs> well, I'd be boss. Maybe could be doing that, right? Or if not that, maybe a washboard. <laughs> this is all in the gaveling out today. Yeah. Can you see boss doing that? Really want to make the point. Really want to drive it home. We're not doing this. I mean, if you really want to be memorable, maybe Voss brings in the, the <laughs> mouth harp. Where's right? the gavel now? I can almost not hear the gavel. It's still going. Oh, it's still going. See, I don't know. It's just another idea. And then if you really want to do something special, I don't know, Voss could bring out the, the talk box. What of the interpretive dance? Yeah, or he could dance, right. Anything would be better than just the one guy. Hey, Governor, here's what we think of your special <laughs> session.
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After failing to score a run on Monday, the Milwaukee Brewers poured in seven on Tuesday night to go along with nine total hits, including four consecutive doubles in that fourth inning, cruising to the 7-3 win in game two of four against the St. Louis Cardinals. Now the left-hander's 1-0. Line drive pulled in a shallow right center. In comes Jordan Walker, goes into a dive. He misplayed it. It flew over his outstretched glove. Around third comes Taylor. He will score no relay throw. How about four doubles in a row as Freelich moves into second base? It is an RBI two-bagger for Sal, and the Brewers lead it 4-2. to two. Josh Maurer on the call here on WTMJ as the Brewers lowered their magic number to clinch the NL Central Division with the win. That number is now lowered to six. They were so close to breaking the consecutive doubles record. I had to Google it because I wasn't sure what was it, it was five? in that fourth inning. It was five. 1934. Double, 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 double. Double, double, And I was, after the fourth double, I'm like, what's the record? <laughs> and are we going to break it? Or did we break it? So they were close. After the game, Craig... Let's Co- get greedy. <laughs> yeah, right. After the game, skipper Craig Council pleased with the small details on the win for on, for his team. Did a nice job. I mean, just good at bats. And it, again, that's an inning that, that we've had the last month where we just string together good at bats. And um, whether it be walks, tonight was hits, doing a nice job. And then we got a, you know, we got a late sack fly. We got some good base running by Sal. Kind of little things tonight that uh, added up to a win. Brewers cards game three of four tonight from St. Lewis, that coverage getting underway right here in WTMJ beginning at 6-10. The Green Bay Packers will hit the practice field for the first time this week in preparation for their home opener in Week 3 against the undefeated New Orleans Saints. The Packers injury, one to keep an eye on for the this week as they go into a Week 3 matchup with a ton of guys on that injury report. ESPN's Rob Domoski joined 94.5 ESPN's Jen Gabe and Chewy to discuss why former All-Pro left tackle David Bakhtiari might have missed the game, too, in, on Sunday in Atlanta. Basically, this, when this has happened before, he wakes up, and he gets to the stadium, and he starts to go through stuff, and he says, something doesn't feel right to me. And that's it. Like, he so something, and that's what happened in, was it Washington last year, mm-hmm. I think? Um, he, he's woke up, and it didn't feel right. That injury report will come out later this afternoon. Christian Watson, Aaron Jones... Elton Jenkins is going to miss some time, so keep an eye on it for the Packers as they get set to face off with the Saints on Sunday afternoon at Lambeau Field. It's going to get to the point pretty quickly of where it's easier to read the non-injury report. Yeah, right. and for a team that was healthy all summer, quite um, frustrating. Life in the NFL, 619 in Wisconsin's Morning News. Six twenty-two, Wisconsin's morning news. Some good news to pass along about a local company, one of our great partners here at Good Karma Brands. You've heard their name on the air, Evans Transportation Services, and they're expanding. We're a Midwest company. We're based here in in Delafield, Wisconsin. We've been here our roots for almost forty years, and it, it's really important to us to take care of the people we do business with. What's their thing? Thank heavens for Evans, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So let me tell you a little bit more about them. Uh, that's Ryan Keatman. He is CEO at Evans, talking about how his company that has just grown in annual revenue from $80 million to $400 million in just the last five years. That's how much their business has grown here in Wisconsin. That's a win for all of us here because Evans pours 10% of their net income into charitable efforts every year through their Evans Makes a Difference program. But I mentioned they're expanding. So Evans is Wisconsin's 3PL, third-party logistics. Okay, you know what that is? No, tell me. You probably, I mean, maybe like you think think it through in your head. I can best describe what they do is Eric has a widget making company, okay? 
he cranks out widgets. What he doesn't want to do is tie up all kinds of staff in the shipping of those widgets and all the logistics, if you will, that go into that. Who gets what, when, where, how. I just want to make them. Yeah, that's right. That's what you're good at, right? So you work with Evans. They handle all of that stuff, right? They do your shipping. And that makes sense, right? So Evans, based in Delafield, and uh, Ryan said, is now growing into parcel solutions sectors. Parcels being different than like shipping steel or major components. This is packages and stuff, right? And so one of the reasons I wanted to talk with these guys as well is just the future of parcel delivery. What does it look like in the future of us getting packages at our homes? One of the new guys with the expansion at Evans is Matt Huckabee. He's executive vice president of Parcel Solutions. So I'm asking him, how soon till things start looking really different about how things arrive on our doorstep? You are seeing things with drones or robots really touching all parts of that final mile, starting in the warehouses. There's drone technology picking the packages in the warehouses and then drones and robots and automated final mile delivery actually going to get the package to your doorstep. We're going to see more stuff where parcel providers will be able to leave packages unattended in a variety of different areas and folks are able to interact with those, the technology on their phone so that they can get the package released to them. So increased automation, but like, right, when's the robot at my door? That's what I want. Yeah. And it's, it's coming. It's going to happen where they just drop it off right there or they walk up or roll up to the door. Another change that experts at Wisconsin's 3PL, Evans Transportation Services, that they see package delivery is only going to get faster. Consumers, we are getting used to now, next day, same day, same part of the day delivery, right? Here's Matt Huckabee again on that. We're also seeing a lot of uh, former commercial space get repurchased, repurposed into micro-fulfillment centers. So it's going to allow uh, shippers, e-commerce brands especially, to position their inventory in more urban areas, close to their customers, so you'll be able to get your orders as fast as possible, which is going to be pretty crazy. So, okay, fewer people in the office these days. That's okay. We'll use that office space to be warehouse mm-hmm. space now because okay. these products have to be close to where we are if you want to pull off those delivery times. So just thought that was interesting. Great local company expanding. They're adding workers, they're adding revenue here in the area pledging a big chunk of that revenue for charitable causes and on the front end of change and tech in the shipping industry. Good people over there. Evans Transportation Services. Brewers' magic number now down to six. Brandon Snide has sports at 645. Here come the piggies. Yes. Who? Who? The piggies. I was waiting for that. It didn't take long. I wasn't ready. (laughs) So the Madison Common Council approving last night that uh, people who live in the city can have one pig. They can have a pig as a pet. Uh, the pig would need to be less than two feet, weigh less than 300 pounds. <laughs> the ordinance requires the animal to be immunized and microchipped. And uh, if the pig is off the property, it needs to be leashed. But otherwise, pigs can come to mess. Uh, you've heard of people having like pot-bellied pigs as yeah, a pet, so yeah. that's not terribly out of the norm. But like, was there a clamoring for this? And well, Matt? yeah, there's we a- absolutely need the city council here to address this important there- <laughs> issue. <of laughs> Apparently, the there is a pig named Rudy who is very popular on one of the bike trails. Okay, and. Um, and Rudy belonged to someone? Yeah, it belonged to someone. Everyone loved riding through there and like stopping and saying hi to this pig, saying hi to Rudy. And then one person complained. (laughs) So then it became an issue. Uh, I'm supposed to have pigs. I don't know if it's the same guy or not, but one person complained at the uh, city council meeting last night. You're kind of going down a slippery slope. I mean, you're allowing the chickens. I mean, I don't know what's next going to be allowed. (laughs) What could be next? Aren't we an agricultural state? I'm just saying. Yeah. 
Come on, man. Goats, pigs, what is next? Goats, why not? You're just allowing more animals that should be on the farm into the city. And they will say that they don't smell any more than dogs, but I think they do. because <laughs> They do smell I think more. They they're, do. they're actually very smart animals. They're super so. smart, Debbie, and I heard they use kitty litters, too. Yeah. So there you go. Not for nothing, though, but, you know, there is a reason that we separated out urban living from agricultural living. And some of that has to do with the transfer of diseases, like, you know, things sure. that jump from animals yeah, to but- humans attracting other predators then if you got a bunch of chickens in the backyard how about those those coyotes well this guy better lock up your dog this guy had an idea about that too i think it would just be fair that you ask the people the neighbors if they really want to have pigs or chickens next to their yard (laughs) i don't know if that's how it works but you don't go to the joneses next door and say hey do you mind if i bring this pig in you just get to do it now in madison 639, this news sponsored by Smart Spaces. Visit smartspaceswi.com. Six forty-three, Wisconsin's morning news for this Wednesday morning. Getting details now about one of uh, former President Donald Trump's former assistants. So she sat right outside the Oval Office when he was president. He actually, she actually followed him down to Florida too and worked for him down there. Oh, oh is this the, is this the yes. to-do list story? Yes. Oh. And what yes, she was please. doing, what she was doing with some of his classified documents and what he was doing with them as well. Molly Michael was one of Donald Trump's closest aides, according to sources familiar with her, with what she has told federal investigators. She said that Donald Trump wrote her notes, lists of things to do on the back of documents documents that had clear classification markings, essentially treating those documents as if they were scrap paper. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Let me let me write it right here first. <laughs> like, what is this? Is this Iran uh, stuff? Is this for uh, a potential conflict in China? I don't, don't okay. need that anymore. Hold on. That's write fine. it. Uh, bagel. <laughs> Grab me uh, two coffees. That's what he was writing down on these things. Molly Mike also involved in handling many of the boxes later seized by the FBI in Mar-a-Lago even taking pictures of those boxes for the former president. She later appeared in the special counsel indictment. She told investigators that when she told Trump that the FBI wanted to speak with her, when she she was like, hey, they're asking to talk to me about this stuff, the former president replied, you know nothing about the boxes. (laughs) That's not a good line. So anyway, she has resigned now, obviously answering questions with the feds. I just love the idea because a lot of us have done this at work. You'd go in the recycle bin, you know, yeah. and the kids like to color. Got to write down. Just bring yeah. home a bunch of scrap paper or whatever. Dude, you used to do that all the time. Right. We're throwing all this out, so you're bringing home. Yeah, just you flip it over, right? The writing's on the one side. Yeah. You flip it over. Now the kids got something to color on, do their thing. You think former President Trump's this done is, that? He's given his grandkids a bunch of documents to color on. No, he was coloring on yeah, Or he was coloring, yeah. <laughs> Is that true? Sitting there with his tongue sticking out as he's like with the crayon. Uh, right, right. Like well, up I, here. I will say this that like don't assume though that and I, I'm not justifying right, writing right, on right. these, but you you can't assume that a classified document is some blueprint for how you're going to nuke Iran or something like that. Like some sure. of this stuff could just be like a cover page with just you know like random thing written on it, not necessarily an actual you know missing document or hidden piece of whatever could I mean, have since been declassified yeah, maybe some again, not, I'm not, some I'm have, not right. justifying him writing on documents and giving them to his secretary i'm just saying that they may not all be that significant it's all 645 brandon's got sports <laughs> coming up next time for an update from the gruber law offices one call that's all sports desk here's brandon snide 
The Milwaukee Brewers had nine total hits, including four consecutive doubles in the fourth inning as they beat the St. Louis Cardinals on Tuesday night by a final of 7-3. With the victory, the magic number to win the National League Central Division has been lowered to six. Brewers cards in game three of four tonight from St. Louis. That first pitch is set for 6:45. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers have had quite the season thus far. With 11 games remaining, including three against the Chicago Cubs, chances of the Brewers winning their fourth National League Central title remain very high. It has been a season of highlights with some incredible pitching, timely hitting, and insane defensive plays. The players have absolutely done their part, there is no doubt about it. But it is also fair to ask the question of where this team would be without their top two people in charge. In his first year, general manager Matt Arnold began his takeover in December, making the headlines when he acquired catcher William Contreras, who, in my opinion, turned out to be one of the best catchers in all of baseball. Later on, Arnold, as his predecessor did, added more talent to a first-place team at the trade deadline. And not only did he add players, he added veterans who have played such a pivotal role in the march of success since August 18th, where the Brewers currently have the best record in all of baseball. Mark Canna, Carlos Santana, Josh Donaldson, those Those are just a few of the incredible contributors who have helped spring the Brewers into first place with the division title on the horizon. Just overall incredible work by Arnold, who without a doubt should be your executive of the year in the National League. All of this success is only possible on the field with a manager who knows what he has and how he can apply it to an everyday lineup. Despite many changes in a baseball season, including multiple injuries, Craig Council has been the constant rock amidst it all, plugging in different guys in different spots and finding much more success with less than any other manager in the game. Year in and year out, the skipper in Milwaukee keeps raising the bar of expectations for a city that had once lost hope. It is well past time the league recognizes Craig and Matt for the job they have both done. By season's end, hardware better be on the doorstep for a couple of our Milwaukee leaders. Hey, there's your guy right there. Go talk to Jody. One of our engineers just walked into the studio having heard that. Your what's not working? All right. Wait a minute. Well, Eric had a problem yesterday with literally his mic was unplugged. That was so. my own fault. I'll, I'll I'll own that one. Is it plugged in? <laughs> Important question to start. 654 Wisconsin's Morning News bringing in our teammate from 1017 The Truth, Dr. Ken Harris, host of the afternoon show. Dr. Ken, good morning. All your buttons working over there? And we say the police are Keystone cops. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I don't I don't know that we say that. I was gonna say, but okay, I guess I can so, own that. I do have a question, Vince. Okay. Can we send your chiropractor to go talk to the folks that are trying to put together this stadium deal? They need, they need a little adjustment. Is that what you're they, saying? They need a, they need a lot of they need more than, they need they need some twisting, cracking and popping, not the clicky yeah. click. <laughs> yes, please. All right, what's the problem? What's gonna gum this up? Well, Aren't we tired of paying for that building? I'm not. Like, at some point, well, yeah. I like baseball. Mm-hmm. I like the Brewers. I like concerts. I like all the things that it brings. And I do I'm too. willing to pay for it. I do too. But at what cost? It'll never end. Voss wants to keep him here till 2050. I think it's great. I agree with everything. But eventually, we keep paying taxes and we keep paying. And we never seem to have seen a tax that we want to get rid of. And now we get the two percent tax. We got inflation. It's 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 never ending. 
I'll, I'll totally agree with you there. You're, that, that line of, you know, we, we just keep growing taxes. We never retire any taxes. Uh, I agree with you there. But, you know, we are, the taxpayers are the landlord of this building. This is ours. So I might be tired of paying my mortgage. I might be tired of maintenance on my house. But you can't just, there's not, a, there's not an end date for that. This is our building. Yeah, but you chose to buy that. Like, you chose to go get a mortgage and pay for it, but it actually ends. Like, literally, you can stop making payments when you pay it off. We're never going to pay this off. We're always going to have to do maintenance. $400 million, and that's the the smallest estimate we have? Nah, I don't think so. Is this different than, say, a TIF or anything like that? I mean, we as taxpayers are often providing money or opportunity to, to a developer, whether it's in Milwaukee or elsewhere. But it's a developer and it ends. You have X amount of time. You have X amount of money. When that runs out, you have to take care of your property, your development. You pay the taxes. You pay the maintenance. We're on the hook. I somewhere remember hearing that we would not be on the hook, that all we had to do is build it and they would come. Well, we built it and now they're still taking I think that's fair because we did look at the five-county sales tax, and maybe it was a misinterpretation on our part. Maybe others weren't fully forthright, but I I was under the impression, okay, we do this, we build it. Nobody thought out about you know, what it's going to take to continue to maintain that building. That's the brewer's contention is, look, maybe you were misinformed about the lease, but here's what the lease says. <laughs> this, this district has to take care of the building. We're the tenant here. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. But can it's, you? It's, it's sort of like buying a car and then realizing afterwards that you actually have to get a tune-up and have to get oil. <laughs> right. You should have known that before you bought. It. <laughs> yes, you should. But that's my point, Ken. Is like it's like when we laugh at the people who live near the airport complaining about how loud the planes are. Shouldn't we know? Uh, hey, there's a major league ball club here. You want to move into this area or move into the county area or any large stadium built anywhere in this country? can expect that there's likely going to be some type of expectation to pay for it. And who put the deal together? Lawmakers. There you go. Let's start getting rid of them. <laughs> Let's get rid of them. <laughs> the whole lot of them. Hey, real All quick. Though, but what's successful? And what's the successful end to this? Have them moved? Do you yeah, want them gone? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because you, you have a terribly unpalatable alternative here, which is the brewers leave and you got an empty building. No comment. Dr. Ken Harris, host of the Afternoon Show on 1017 The Truth. Thanks, Ken. Good to talk to you. Thank you much.